The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Don Benison Recording Studio in Allenton Bywater. For more information, visit DonBenison.com or email info at DonBenison.com. And welcome to episode nine of the Mighty Whites podcast. As usual, I'm Jack. I'm joined by Connie. Now, then. And in person, and not from Portland, Oregon, we have KC. <clears throat> Hello. How was the trip? An absolute ball ache and a right pain in the ass. So, yeah, lovely. Yeah. But or was it just for seven flights? Yeah, just, you know, going on, they go on the cheap. So, flying out from. Sacramento by way of Beirut, Sydney, <laughs> so, somewhere in Somalia, but they wouldn't say where. Basically, it's like KC driving you to Leeds. You know, you go via Coventry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Take one turn to a KFC and all of a sudden you, you've got no sense of direction. It's ridiculous. KC, between me and you, we've taken five more than one turn into a KFC. <laughs> 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 well, it's a fair bit to get through, so we'll just get going with it because it's been three and a bit weeks due to the international break and us waiting for Nobed over there to get back into the country. Thanks. So uh, <laughs> we'll start off uh, the game that we didn't care about because it's the League Cup, Leicester 3, Leeds United 1. Uh, we had a decent start, and but for a mistake from a goalkeeper, which I wish it was the last time we were talking about one of them today, but it won't be, it really could have been a different story, I thought. Yeah, to say that we didn't really care that much about it, we we put in a good performance, to be honest. We didn't make a show of ourselves, I don't think. We came out of there with it was a result that was to be expected, I think. When you look at their goal scorers, Ian Acho, Soleimani and Mahrez, how much money is there now in value between them? <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, it's we don't care about it that much. We've had a decent run, we've had a few decent games against lower teams. So, yeah, best stuff out of it. It was quite funny to see. I think you got like a couple of like Bristol City fans having a go at us after the game. Going, yeah, we went through and you're out. I'll teach you for beating us. To which we all just kind of went, "All right then, okay." <laughs> yeah, I did see a bit of that. They seemed really upset, didn't they? I, yeah, I wouldn't mind. It's not. It's not as if we beat them with a smash and grab either. That, yeah. You know, we're 2-0 up after 20 minutes I don't know, it, it seemed really odd to see that and I, I don't know why they care so much but it, I, I understand why they're happy to be in the position they are in the League Cup I think we both said no, we all said that's the time when we'd start caring about the League Cup if we'd made it through but, uh, but yeah, yeah we played alright but yeah uh, not bad Hernandez's goal an absolute belter yeah. really good finish which was a, a good thing and it in the, in the second half, they just got on top, didn't they? It was just, to especially honest, once they brought on the players that they brought off the bench. I mean, they've they had some serious money on that pitch by the end of it. Well, when Hernandez scored, I, you know, for a for a brief spell, I thought we we were in it. You know, yeah. I thought you, you know we looked the better team for the for the bit. But it's like you say, I think just the the depth and the strength they had to bring on. It says it all in goal scorers. It's. It's yeah. a shame about Barfoot Jackson getting injured though. Yeah, I thought he was having the best game he'd had for quite a while. Yeah. He had a decent first half. And left back's been such a problem position that I really would have liked to have seen him keep going. I haven't seen anything yet. There's, I wonder if maybe he'll be back that weekend. I doubt he'll play even if he is, but 
There's been not reported, has there? So you'd like to hope that if it's not on website saying that he's done anything major, you'd like to hope it, like you say, he'll at least be in squad. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting as well cause with the issues we've had with you know suspension to Barardi as well, and the form of Luke Ailing. It'd be quite nice if we had Borthwick Jackson available because then you've always got the option as well of you know if he keeps playing like this, then maybe moving Barardi to the right and bringing Borthwick Jackson in. Yeah, or playing an eight of there. Yeah, either one. Just to go off on a little bit of a tangent, do we know how Tyler Denton's getting on at Park Vale? I just, just to go off on a bit of a tangent. I haven't sorry. heard anything in particular, to yeah. be honest. But Louis Coyle's doing really well at Fleetwood, apart from that red card he got. Yeah, he got sent off any other night. Yeah, I think they said he's had something like six man of the matches since he's been there, which he, for a right back is. He has, but those man of the matches have to be taken with a giant pinch of salt because it's a Twitter vote and <laughs> Leeds fans are just voting for him, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get a player at you, and they've only made 10 appearances to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we're out of the cup. No one was really bothered. The next one, we were all kinds of bothered. Leeds United 1, Sheffield United 2. Big game. Come on, we all need to get really fired up for this one. This is a must-win game. What was it, about a minute? Yeah, could someone someone tell the defenders that they had to be ready from the off? I don't have a problem. Well, I do, obviously, but with Leeds conceding an early goal, it happens, it's not great. But for Billy Sharp to win a header... In the area like that, absolutely pathetic. And I'm sorry, just, but it is. It's I, just the le- the level uh, of marking because yeah, well, it comes it in at the far, one, it? it comes in at the far post, and Pennington just watches him go past him, and he's he leaves a, a good five yards of space to a player who everyone knows exactly what he's like. Everyone said he was going to score. In fact, it's a bit annoying this game because we picked we basically talked up two of their players, and they both scored. Yeah. Which is better. But if we knew, then the know. squad better fucking know. The coaches must know. But it's not only that, right? It's like you've, you've just hit nail on head. Everyone knows Billy Sharp has scored goals at this level all his career. He's, it's what he's made a name for. We know from having him for a brief spell that we did, but for him to win a header, that, it was just pathetic. You just I'll be honest, I don't even remember what the goal was. I don't, rem- I don't remember the finish. I remember them getting in and I remember him getting away from Pennington and then I think I saw him in so much space and I went cop and I think I got so mad that I turned away in disgust and I never you, actually saw the goal you'll have seen and the I haven't cross gone back and, and I haven't gone back and watched the highlights you'll have seen the cross pretty pretty well because it was in the northwest yeah. corner that, said, that bit and when it came over the, when you saw him running I was, obviously I was yeah. behind it as such and so well, they've, they've yeah. let him walk through yeah. genuinely the cross, the cross came in and I turned around because I was. I just went, oh, fucking it, and turned around and just heard the cheer. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can't knock Billy Sharp. He's, he's got in that position and he's done what he's, like I say, he's made a name of doing it. And, you know, but it's like you say, he's played for the club. Granted, a lot's changed since he's gone, but he's, he's enough of a name at this level to know what he's going to do and to look for, and it was just shocking. I mean, I, I had the big problem as well. I, I went to... Um, I went to the pub in Portland to watch the game. The one pub they have. Mm. They only have one. And um, there was a Sheffield United fan there who was talking to his friend very loudly while looking at me, just say, you know, just going, did Billy Sharp just score a header unmarked in the city? It, like, yeah. 
that, but he did it for the whole game. He's just like, going, oh, we'll play you shit enough as it is. Do I have to put up with this knobhead over here? <laughs> I thought in first half, I mean, I thought we were incredibly lucky to be level. It was a good goal and all by Phillips. Oh, Phillips, took it really Phillips well. Phillips' goal right was a great finish. finish. Cracking volley. Uh, that is pretty, it was pretty much the only good thing we you could take out of that game. Yeah. We, like, make no mistake, we were abysmal. Yeah, oh. we were really poor was, in that game. And it, it was even simple stuff, though. Just like Alioski's set pieces in the first half they were woeful. It was so wasteful. I spoke to Jack about it, and one player in particular who wound me up that game, um, it was Calvin Phillips. Barring the goal, he was absolutely shocking. Everything he touched turned to shit. Except it, for the goal. Except for the goal. Yeah, like I said, apart <laughs> from the goal... He built up such a pile of shit that he was able it, to score it, a wonder goal. It was just unbelievable, though, for me. It, it, I, I'm picking Phillips out here, and it's not fair, because there weren't anyone really that were good. But No, it's like, I honestly, I thought that the, like, the best... Uh, it wasn't actually the best one. It's like size kept trying. He did hold on to the ball too long and make some mistakes he and stuff. He made a lot of balls up but to size. But he tried. It was the so. one trying and he, he was unlucky with that one minute post and stuff like that. So it's like any of them. Even when he has a bad game, you think he might do something. Whereas a yeah. lot of the others, when they have a bad game, you don't see him doing anything. I've said it about, again, I'm going to pick out Phillips and not to sound awfully because I do like him, but... When Phillips is good, he's brilliant, but God, when he's bad, there's no in-between with him, is mm. there? He's either brilliant he or god-awful. I must admit, from doing the play ratings this year, he hasn't had many sixes. No, it's he's either... Had a few, he's had a fair few eights and he's had a lot of fives. Yeah. And below, he, he hasn't had that many. Yeah. I mean, the, the, we had that pro- the problem of just giving away sloppy passes, you know, 30 yards from goal. I think Alioski was anonymous, especially in the first half, outside of him taking free kicks. Yeah. I, I couldn't name a single thing he did. Actually, you know what? I'll just... Normally, we would do, like, a news thing, but we'll mention it now, just because you mentioned how poor the set-pieces were. They've hired an actual set-piece coach. Well, good, because... Uh, Gianni Vio, he used to be at AC Milan. He was... The one at Brentford, I think it was when they had Warburton. And when, you know that season when they actually had a ridiculous record from set-pieces? and all that, yeah. Uh, well, not only that. So I mean, that hopefully will help with that. But I'm not sure how much you can coach not hitting the first man with a corner. Well, you can't. But <laughs> what you can do is get it to back uh, back to some sort of level like, like what we had last year at Undermunk. Mm. We've touched on it before as defending the set pieces because we've seen it a couple of times this year. Balls into the box, we, we turn the shirt. Yeah. Now we need some of that. I mean, granted, we had two. I've touched on it a little bit where we had two sort of leaders if you will in Janssen and Bartley last year but I'm sorry they, these players are you know supposedly top end championship footballers they should be able to deal with a ball into the box so I don't the, the thing I've started to wonder is I, I don't know if, if Janssen needs that leader next to him and I don't think Cooper is that player I think while he's the captain and clearly you know from what you hear the players saying they've got a lot of respect for Liam Cooper but I just remember watching that that Sheffield United game and there was no one giving the players a bollocky I know Andy Lonergan who we'll come on to him a bit later but in that game he had to make some belting saves yeah he did he, he did he make some well. very good and saves <clears throat> a lot of them came from you know defensive cock-ups and he'd just get up and you just you, you look at him and you go, go, go on tell them if I remember rightly he made a belting double save he did at one point mm. yeah it was right. how the hell he got to the second one I'll yeah. never know but it's it, touching on the Cooper thing 
yeah, his captain is obviously well liked and well respected in the club, but it's like you said, you can't see Liam Cooper dishing out a bollocking to Pontus Janssen with the best will in the world to Liam Cooper. You just can't see that happening. Mm. If it were Kyle Bartley stood at side of him, let's say, for example, you could kind of get that, but Cooper, you, you just don't, I don't think he's got it in him. Whether he's different in the changing room, who knows, but mm. on pitch, you just can't ever see it coming. There's none of them there really in that team that you, you can see dishing out. I mean, Berardi, maybe, but... But you see, the thing we had before is like... And again, it's something that we've all spoke about when when we've not been doing this. We haven't got like an old head, if you will. Um, like before, we had a Strachan, you know, that we had a David Batty in like late 90s, early 90s. Um, we haven't got that anymore. It's it's a good team. There's there's a base of a good team there, but to me, there should be someone like and I've, was, I've was, said it. Was the last player of that ilk that we had, Liam Bridcut? Yeah, the one who would let go for a million he, pound. He was the right player in principle rather yeah. than yeah. Actual I, I'm just I'm just saying in terms of it wasn't you know, good enough, but it was the right kind of person. How old is he now? Is he thirty? I'm not even sure he's that old. No, he's not that. But you know, he he was experienced. You know, he he kind of set the tone in some games when he's on it. But I mean, after after this Sheffield United game, um, I work with a few Huddersfield fans, and one of them, who's not a complete arsehole, um, actually said to me, "You have actually got the basis of a bloody good team." There, he says. Now, I'm not saying necessarily this player, but is right in what he said. Someone like a Jonathan Hogg. Mm. Someone just to sit in there. And I mentioned someone, like, again, some people might laugh at me. Glenn Whelan, who's gone to Villa on a freebie. Now, if you could sit someone of that sort of ilk, who's got that experience behind uh, Vieira, Phillips, whoever you want to say, and let them go, I just think you need that person in Midlet Park to... You see, I genuinely think we've already got that. Mm. He's just not playing well. Okay. I genuinely think O'Kane is that guy. He just... How it, old is O'Kane? 27-ish. You see, to me, you're right in what you say. I think in a few years' time, he could be that player. But to me now, someone like a hog, let's say if we use that example, or dare say it, a Joey Barton, someone like that, just to say, I know, controversial, yeah. but you know, yeah. some, I'm not saying Joey Barton, I'm saying yeah. someone like Joey Barton, just to sit there and do it. I mean, we did it with Vinnie Jones last year, uh, last time we were down there. And, you know, we basically paid into Booter's way up once we'd done it. Thanks very much, off you go. That's what we need for me, something like that. Well, one thing that we definitely need is to stop making the same mistakes over and over again. And after the Reading game, we said, well, Luke Ayling ran forward by 10 yards and got completely caught out of position, but we'll let it go because it's not like him. So anyway, Sheffield United's second goal, Ayling got caught 10 yards too far forward and we got him down the left-hand side and scored. And it won't be the last time I say it today. It was nope. it was near enough identical. It, yeah. it was... It's really, it's really strange. I don't, I mean, you don't know if it's a sign of him not having confidence in himself, or I, I genuinely think, and it might be fine now because of the international break. But before that game, we'd all said he needs a rest. Yeah, he's never and had he one. Fi- he finally tried to rest him for the Leicester game, and Boffert Jackson got injured, and he still had to come on and play forty-five yeah. minutes. Well, you'll think since he signed, that, that he hasn't Leic- had a break. That Leicester game was the first game this season that he hasn't started. 
Yeah, because he's even started in Cup, hasn't he, against that yeah. Newport and Port Vale? He, he, he's been playing centre-back. In Cup, yeah. we had to rest the centre-back, so he had to play in there. It's a long time to go without a break, because practically all of last season, practically... He played for, for the for the style you know. of game he plays as well because it, it's, it's not like he's a defensive fullback. He, no. he is up and down the touchline and it, you know he gives plenty of support, so he covers a lot of ground. It's it's like say you'd, you'd hope that this um, international break's done him a bit of good because he is a good player, and I think that I still think he's one of the best fullbacks in the league. Easily, he just, he's just had a really bad few weeks. The thing is, and all I mean, because it, it, it'll get through to him as well. You you look to Luke Ayling as a sort of consistent performer, because he has been up until recently. He has been a consistent performer. Last year, for me, I, I thought he was up there with Anson for player of the year. And I've, I think I said it in this year that he, he was will your, get the player of the year. I've, I think he was... You were down to him and Ayling. You were down I mean, to Ayling and Janssen. And I think he went Ayling in the end. I mean, I... I Think uh, I rate him probably just above Janssen. I, I I really really like Luke Ayling, but it like hopefully it's done him a bit of good. Just having a bit of a, a rest yeah. and just get back to the training ground and do basics mm. again. Well, we uh we moved on from a two one defeat at home with a goal in the eighty something minute to a two one defeat at home to a goal in the eighty something minute. Two <laughs> uh, one defeat at home to Derby uh, this one was a bit different because for the first hour I thought we were a better side I thought we and especially the first half I thought we were comfortably the better side that first half obviously it wasn't as good as the last time we played at home but no, not even close no but, but having seen the last few games before leading up to that and watching that first half you thought this is more like it this is more like the leads of that came flying out yeah. of blocks. Yeah, they were a bit quicker, a bit more combative in the tackle, a bit more. Yeah. Just a bit more, a bit higher tempo. Yeah. Just like they wanted it. That's mm. all, you know, like they were interested, you know, loose balls, 50 50 balls, they were winning them comfortably. Mm. And, you know, and then just somewhat just seemed to switch, didn't yeah. it? And that was it. Well, I mean, uh, Lissoga's goal was pretty decent finish. It took it, it well, yeah. yeah. Which is the sort of thing, the one thing that. He's got. Is that if you do give him enough chances, he's going to get. He's going to score. Yeah. Uh, but then, the only way I can describe it really is that it, the team collectively shat the bed completely. Mm. They just panicked, and it, I'd love to say that they panicked when they equalised, and they did. But they actually did it before that, because yeah. they had a couple of chances just not long before the goal, where they really started coming onto us. Derby, Derby the, uh, really, Derby really upped the tempo. They they picked up on around the hour mark, and then as soon as that happened, we just, like you said, we just kind of fell to pieces yeah. fairly easily. Yeah, but this one, this was the worst of Ailing's errors. Oh yeah, because this one, way. he is he's marking the winger. The ball gets played in to a play back to goal, and there is a centre mid with him, completely. Side and Ailing runs forward ten yards and infield like seven yards to go challenge for it. So now wingers in fifteen yards of space, not back through ball across for win all goal. And as soon as they equalised, you just saw all the players' heads go down. Yeah. And as soon as all the players' heads went down, everyone in the crowd did as well, which yeah, is were... not on the crowd. It's always on the players' stuff like that. End it there. Because you could on that see pitch, exactly what was going to happen. What happens on that pitch? 
it shouldn't do most of the time, but it does. What happens out on that pitch dictates the atmosphere in the crowd. It's just a that's just yeah. common sense. There's no nothing special behind that. That it's it's up to the players to do something, be it as menial as win a big tackle or something like that to get the crowd going and mm. their attitude when that equaliser went in just <laughs> yeah it it were a bit like the it were a bit like when we got beat six four by Preston. You just knew it were coming. You know, all them years ago, mm. you just knew it were coming. When they came out for that second half, you just looked at me and you thought, the attitude's mm. fucking horrible here. It's not. <laughs> well, there's another thing. When I said about Ailing not learning from his mistakes, there's another thing with this, and I mentioned this in the play ratings I did, against Sheffield United. Alioski was on the right, and he wasn't having much of a game, but he was tracking back and working. And he took him off and brought on Hernandez on the right. And then they immediately scored down the left-hand side. Now, admittedly, it was Ailing's error. but So then in this game, Roof's playing on the right. And again, he's having a quiet game. He's not really doing much. But he does chase back. And he takes him off. Takes off the right winger who's working back. And then they go down the left-hand side. He brings on Sacco this time. Who, yeah, it was two yards outside the box. But chases back in because he doesn't know what he's doing defensively. Makes a stupid tackle from behind. So it's another one where we're making the same mistakes. The players are making the same mistakes, but management's so, making so the same Christensen, mistake. Yeah. It's you can't keep. I mean, it is that definition of insanity, isn't it? Doing the same thing again, expecting different results. It don't work. You can't. I mean, you can't allow for Sacco actually making that tackle. Granted, because that that could have been anyone though. But mm. it's like you say, it's a bit of naivety to do it twice and put two attacking-minded players on. When you're under Kosh a little bit, let's be honest, and yeah. I can get it in him thinking, well, well let's put we it in and go, for, go it. for it. I, I get that, but we're playing two decent teams here. You know, Sheffield United and Derby, they've both got it in them to cause any team and in this league trouble. And, and the difference is, it's not like it's March or April. No. The time for gambling isn't now. No, you need your points if, on board if now. Insta- if instead of, from these three league games we're going to talk about, if instead of coming out with no points, we've come out with two, it's bad, but you're not looking at seven defeats in nine. You're looking at five defeats in nine. Hmm. And, I mean, I can understand him wanting to go for it. He, overall, I'd probably go for it too. But it's the way it does... Would, would, you, would thought, you have bought Saka one though in this situation no, not, given the situation the and the circumstance it's definitely not the changes I'd have made no uh, but I think that I, the one positive to come out of this game was I thought Dallas did well at left back yeah. you know him playing as a left back it's not his position but it gives us another option while we're all out of form I mean I just, I just don't know how we've got to this point with you know with this form we've got and Dallas still doesn't seem to be considered well, well, an option for midfield. I was gonna, mm. I, I was gonna come on to that later, but I'll, we'll talk about it now. Surely he starts against Buller, provided he's fit and everything. Because I, I know he, I, he did play the second leg, so I'm assuming he's okay. But he did get a few knocks and stuff while he were in Northern Ireland. To me, I wouldn't be too opposed if I saw six or seven changes, if possible. I, I wouldn't be. I know with injuries and that, it probably won't happen, but. I'd make as many as I possibly could. I really would. They've been that bad. And I'll tell you, Summer, I'd have Veedveld back in. I really would. Uh, well, it, again... It, it, that's something we'll come on to with the Brentford yeah. game. Yeah. Def, we'll, thoroughly... we'll do the Brentford game and then we'll talk about yeah. that. But I mean, just going to what you're saying, Con, I, you know, I don't know how bad certain players have to play 
before you start looking at, you know, Klitsch and Chibitsky, these players who seemingly cannot get a game for love nor money. And I don't, you know, we don't see them in practice or, uh, unless they're just sat around picking their noses all day. I can, you know, but I, I do, honestly don't know how bad we have to play before we have we have to look at that midfield and think about changing it. You're talking about Kibitsky. Now, it's going to sound harsh, this, on, on uh, Jerry Grot, because he's a young lad, it's a new country, but from what I've seen of Jerry Grot, he seems to be a bit of a one-trick partner, uh, to be that's honest. What, that's one more sorry, trick. That's sorry, one more just trick. to say, what's his trick? I was going to say it's one just, more trick than just, I've seen. Just, just running. <laughs> just, that, not aimlessly. Is granted. it running out to the wing? Yeah, yeah. A, bit, a bit Steve Morrison. I am sure. <laughs> I mean, he keeps getting picked at Dutch youth teams and stuff. So some of there them must be something there. But, but to me... I haven't seen any evidence of it in a lead shirt. Other than he had a couple of moments against Leicester. Yeah, but for where me... Where he beat a man and stuff, but... But we've signed Kabitsky because he's been knocking goals in. Now, give him a go. You, you know, get him in and let's He'd have a look. He'd be in far before Grot if, it were, yeah. if I was in charge. I mean, I look at I look at Grot and there is a big part of me thinks we've sent Marcus Antonsen out on loan. Yeah, who, I And I appreciate that clearly Christensen probably sees Ekuban as a head of Antonsen in the pecking order. Mm. And, you know, it was never, obviously never the intention for him to have this spell out uh, injured. But the fact that we've got someone who is out on loan who would do a better job off the bench than Grot it does get frustrating at this point especially when you've got Kibitzki sat there you, you know you just think well you've you've signed someone you've signed Grot base, basically for potential you, you've got Kibitzki yeah there's potential there as well he's only young but he's scored goals as well so mm. and he has got a couple of years on Grot as well yeah mm. So, you know, get him in, just give him a run out. But it's like you say, like it's a click and all that lot. Give him a go. They can't do any worse than what them lot have done in the last few weeks, can they? Yeah. I think the the current issues we've got with side, and they do look like a scared football team, like a really scared team. And it was summed up by what Gary Rowett said after Derby game. Because obviously if they were 1-0 down and they'd been second best, and he came out afterwards and said, at half-time he said... If you score, I'm telling you now, they won't react well. If teams are coming to Elland Road, and you can give that as a team talk, mm. basically, if you if we can get one, they'll shit themselves and give us the game. How have we managed, though? We've gone from the start of the season where I can't remember how many games it was that we went without conceding. Well, we did six in a row in the league. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden we've got to this point where I have absolutely no confidence in us to try and shut out a game. Well, no. what I would say, uh, we'll come back onto that uh, after the Brentford game. Because as much as I've given some stick to Christian Sunlight for the changes made it here, this is the one where I just really felt sorry for him. Yeah. I mean, the change on 80 minutes where he brought Grot on, I disagreed with. Hmm. But the rest of it, you can't really blame him because what the fuck are you meant to do when you're in charge of a football club and Andy fucking Lonergan does what he does against Brentford? Yeah. This is the second worst goalkeeping performance I've ever seen for Leeds United. Behind Chubby? Behind Rehubka against Blackpool. <laughs> All he needed to do was fall over and find a way to get some one of our players sent off. Uh, it was abysmal. It was fucking shameful, really. I spoke about this with Perry before we came up. I've spoke with you, Jack, obviously, because I've seen you before. Um, I, I've got no issue as it happens. Goalies, goalies miss balls, they drop them, and it's, if they make a mistake, they're punished for it. 
nine times out of ten. How does he land on his ass? It's that that gets me. How does he fall over? And then yeah, that's true. If he drops that but keeps his feet, he still gets there first because yeah. there's no one within five yards of him. Now that to me, I mean, we spoke about does he think he's going to go into his post? Does he think he's going to? There's a defender behind him, a striker. Surely that comes down to commanding your area and having a bit of spatial awareness. Sure, there should be basic attributes that a goalkeeper should have, surely, at any level. Now, it, it wasn't the only thing that he did. He fumbled across in, into the box as well, I noticed. Yes, and it was like a low-bouncing ball. It was nothing of a knee ball. Knee height. And you know the joke people used to make about Ian Walker in like the 90s from that time he went to k- pick yep. up the ball and kicked it between his feet? Yeah. He kind of did that with his knee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there were no one gambling, so it was fine. I mean, for for the for the whole, the defence weren't bad. Take away this daft tackle from Janssen, but the defence weren't bad that game. I, I really don't think they were. But, you know, when you've got a goalie dropping a bollock like that, what are you meant to do? And the second one? Yeah, it was shite for that. That free kick goes a yard and a half to his right, and it's from 25 yards away. He's got so much time to get there, and he just dives... When you when I first saw it, it was that close to him that I thought it had gone through his arm. I and he just somehow contrived to miss the ball. I don't understand his positioning, to be honest, to start with. I, and again, this is something... And it's not just him. The amount of times we've talked about this where you've just seen a keeper sets up his wall and then moves into the position behind his wall yeah. just yeah. as they're about to take the free kick and then he's out of position all of a sudden. Lonergan mm. seemed to put himself fairly closely behind his wall and I appreciate that he might have seen it late but he, he positioned his okay if you're going to put a wall there you do, you put it in there so you don't need to be there you have faith in that if wall so, yeah, if a ball gets over the top of those two and into the top corner you kind of stand and go oh, fair enough yeah fair play Good but you, you know if you're putting those two there to block that then you get across and if he does that it goes straight at him if Jans, if, if um, Lonergan puts Janssen and Cooper in that wall and it gets through them too, if they jump out wave it or they duck it or whatever you want to say and that ball flies in and he's at the other side at goal, all of a sudden, not to do with Andy Lonergan, what, what more can he do? If he puts a wall there and they shit themselves, so it's not an Andy Lonergan that. But like you say, him placing himself where he did and they, you see it all the time, him scrambling for ball and you just think, well, you're not helping yourself here. You know, He's meant to be a you know a decent level goalkeeper here, and some of the things he did. Yeah. Well, real. the first half we were shite. Just, I mean, it was we have been worse this, but we were really quite poor. And Christensen, to his credit, made two changes: put Roof up front to give us a bit more energy, yep. which, admittedly, compared to Lasaga, you could have had me, and there wouldn't have been much less energy. Now you say that I felt sorry a little bit for Lasaga. He yes, didn't get any he didn't service. I, I, I will scraps. admit that he didn't get any service. Yeah. But I always say the one thing that I can't bide is a lack of. Effort as as, as yeah. my very Yorkshire dad would say, a lack of framation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he made two changes, and we've drastically improved. When we scored, the f- when Alioski scored, we were on top. Mm. And this is where it's going to come in that you feel sorry for him because he tried and he we pushed on. And had we not played so bad, I could have lived with Brentford nicking that third goal. Because I've said it all along. I had oh, someone who get thumped th- and try. Yeah, the third goal didn't bother me in the slightest, to be no. honest. Because at that point, you at that point you had to go for it. Yeah. And that Woods deserved his goal. He was the best player on the Yeah, right. he, he had a right game. But 
when and, and now the Oscars go, that was better than it got credit for. Yeah, that was a really difficult header. That we spoke about that again. We spoke about it in the car coming over. Like, I, for, especially for a winger to oh. have that poise, think no, I'm going to let this come down and I'm going to loop it over them. But it wasn't only that though. I mean, it's only little as it is. But for him to generate the power to get it over them two defenders from a standing position. That was a good goal. That was a really good as, goal. As we've just buried Andy Lonergan, we do have to mention that the only reason he got the chance is because Daniel Bentley managed to make a mistake that, if anything, might have been slightly worse than Lonergan's first one. Yeah, At least Lonergan got hands on it. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't mind if it, yeah, it's strange. Like when you see, and you saw Silvestri do this a lot, who um, would put himself right next to one of his own defenders and then make it difficult for himself to get out. Yeah. <laughs> Bentley had no one near him and somehow managed to jump and be two yards. He's like me going for a header when I was 14. Like, oh, it's going to land here, so I'm going to take two steps forward so I don't have to head this. <laughs> I, he just completely missed it. Uh, and his, You could see his reaction straight after. And defenders just going, how have you managed that? I love the excuse for giving him on TV that uh, he might have... Got he might have lost it in the floodlight. Glare from a floodlight. Yeah, I yeah. said this to you about it. I think it was David Putton who were doing punditry for it. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and the minute they said it, I was sat at my girlfriend's, I was watching it and just quiet bit pissed off to be honest. And when I heard that I just went bollocks Putton. Bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. I would even I'd give him I'd allow like ten percent of that excuse. Yeah. If they were away from home. Yeah. He, but plays, he, he, he plays, plays there all the time. Week. He knows exactly what, what's going on. But I mean, that was really poor. Uh, anyway, those four results: tenth in league, twenty-three points from sixteen. It's a good job we had a good start. It's a good job we had a good start. <laughs> We're still only three points off the playoffs. We beat Middlesbrough, don't we? Go fifth. Well, it depends on results. Yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah. but we could do. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into like the news and stuff, we may as well do it now. Felix Wiedwald got dropped because of that performance against Chef Wednesday, which was a poor goalkeeping performance. And as I put on through it all together, this performance from Andy Lonergan made Wiedwald look like Lev fucking Yashin. Yeah. Uh, would you drop Lonergan and bring Wiedwald back? 100%. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I And Lonergan's up to, probably even including the the derby game, has put in some good performance in that time we said in the Sheffield United game he was pulling like if, if he wasn't playing as well he did in that game Sheffield United could have easily had four or five. Oh yeah yeah but that performance it, it, it was it was awful mine's, mine's kind of weird because I wouldn't drop him but I also wouldn't have dropped Viedvald no that's the thing where it was harsh on Viedvald and I think it'd be harsh on Lonergan would it be harsh on Lonergan though if you're considering the two sort of if, if you're considering the group of performances which led to them both getting to the stage where we are now Viedvald's weren't as bad as Lonergan's it wasn't but Viedvald had for, more than one game it did but he got he got he got a lot of ammo from a collective failing if Viedvald wanted to drop to Bollock in the one chance he got against Leicester mm. then I might have the, the, my, if I was going to bring Viedvald back it wouldn't even really be because of that game the team when we were playing well it was when we had Viedvald in goal and when I know that it pissed us off sometimes because they took unnecessary risks but it was when he was when Christensen was sticking to his principles and playing the ball out yeah that's when we were playing well yeah 
Well, now he's... I mean, I think I saw a stat that against Brentford, Lonergan went long 97% of the time. Yeah, when Lasaga were trying to win the header, granted, he had like two or three people around him. So mm. he, it was a bit like, you know, McCormack even. Yeah. I know it's a different... But if he, even when he did win the headers, there was no one within 10 yards of him. Yeah. He, he was just getting crowded That was out. a bigger problem against Derby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, oh, I can't remember the exact stat. I did put it in the player ratings article. But I think he... Uh, he won like 13 or 14 aerial duels in that game, did Lasaga. Mm. The next best on the pitch was like four. But I think only one of the flick-ons went to someone because no, no one was getting up alongside him. At the moment, it is just like it is like when we have McCormack. Granted, Lasaga's got more chance of actually winning the physical battle in air, but if he does, 99% of the time, there's no one around him to do anything with. And it gets... Mm. Granted, he doesn't help himself and he doesn't run and move yet, but if he's feeding off scraps and he's up there on his own, there's only so much one man can do. I mean, it's because, was it the, I, I think it was the Bristol City game where we went to the three central midfielders, wasn't yeah. it? And we've yeah. stuck with that since. Well, it, it, sort of, because Phillips basically well, played Phillips, as a 10. Phillips has pushed yeah. on, but he yeah. does, he, he gets back more so than Saez would. would. Yeah. At the same time, we, we kind of put, Saez in this wide position he's you know in those games he's probably still been our best player but he's just not nearly as effective as he can be now and it's a shame that if we're doing that to who someone who at the moment is probably our best player that we're shifting him out of our position kind of shooting ourselves in the foot and like you say if we're winning if you've got Lasaga who's winning that many headers that's you need Saez in there in that central area to be feeding off those well, balls what I'd say is we'll, we'll come back to Christensen we'll talk more about him after right at the end when we've previewed the upcoming games and stuff but there's a couple of things that I would have thought the first one and it's something I've been on about for a while actually from watching Lasaga play would you play two up top yeah because that's what I'd, I'd play Lasaga and Roof yeah Roof is the willing runner for me it, he will run for you and um, if if Lasaga wins flick-ons, into, I mean, size will do a job, but he's more like if it goes back, your flick-ons, you want someone like Roof or a Kibitsky or someone My, like that to yeah. go. Because I, I would play two up top, but the thing is, with the players we've got, if you want to play two up top and get size in the side, uh, I think you have to play three centre-backs with wing-backs and play like three, two wing-backs, two centre-mids, one with size and then two up front. I think that's the only way you can do it if you want to play size. You can you can play two up front and not play size, or just play him as an out and out left midfielder in a four four two. But I think that wastes him. I mean, I I'm still in favour of I'd, I'd go back to the four two three one. And to be honest, I'd I'd like play to like see, we did at the start. Yeah, and I, I'd like to see us go with. Vieira and O'Kane because I think that that offers you more protection than O'Kane and Phillips does because yeah. even in even when you got those three attacking midfielders Phillips still likes to get forward and join the attack whereas if you put Vieira in there it gives you a little bit more cover that way we can get Saez back in as that uh, central attacking midfielder mm. and then you can have you know Alioski you can have Roof you can have Hernandez you know any of those sort of three if you want making those changes you can have Chibitsky in there um, I, I wouldn't mind us going for the three attacking midfielders and having Roof as the centre forward and, and 
if the focus if, if if they have the ability to keep the ball on no, the floor. If we mm. if we do keep four two three one, which is what I think will happen, it's just I would be severely tempted to play two up front. But I don't think we will. I think we'll play four two three one. And if we do play four two three one, I'd play Roof. Yes. Ahead of Lasaga, at least this game. He has said though in past. He said it in his press conference that he's not opposed to playing far far two. It's Christiansen. Well, he says that he's got loads of plans and stuff. Mm. I mean, they all involve they all involve J. Roy Grock coming on as a sub to try and get yeah. us out of the hole. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, round table. Will J. Roy Grock score a goal this season? Yeah. Yes, but it'll probably be off his arse or something. I'll, or he'll be I'll, looking the other way. I'll tell way. you what. I'll take the no then because I don't think he will. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look like I was going to say a man, but he's he's nineteen. He doesn't look, he does like, look a, like a man. He's six foot four and built like a brick shit house. You, you could put him in a rhino shirt. He won't look out of place. <laughs> he's, he's yeah, and bless him. You know, I th- you said earlier, Con, like it's you know it's almost unfair for us to be getting on at him at this yeah. point. He's nineteen. He's not played over here before. It's he's away from but, home. It's a new country. But, but at the same you know, time, there's just there's certain things he does. It, it's tendency to kind of just drift off into spaces where he shouldn't be his lack of aerial prowess yeah he should be a someone who's massive because he does again he's six foot four you don't really need to be able to jump that high but he just doesn't see NTL to know how to shield him you know shield the ball or anything like that um and you know again like I said earlier clearly the plan was for Ekuban to be the, yeah. the backup striker and he'd be the one coming on instead but it won't be available for Middlesbrough but I don't think he's far off now he's been back in training for a couple of weeks the mm. bit that we did see of him against Sunderland it looked alright yeah I mean I know it's hard to base it off what we did see but it, it looked the part he held it up well mm. he linked up well so yeah looking forward to seeing him back I said I'd, out of them all he could be the one that surprised us Ekiban I do think yeah. there's something there with him yeah but yeah, uh, obviously there's, there's a lot to think about with team. But there's the one change that I think is out, that is nailed on. I, if Stuart Dallas doesn't start on the left hand side, I'll be absolutely amazed. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, we, I forgot his name when I was going through the wingers. They think yeah. he left out Dallas. That's how much we're leaving him out, though. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. It, I won't mind because by all accounts, he, he he did a good job for Northern Ireland in these. It, I mean, the, in first leg, it was really dangerous, and they just absolutely. It was after about I saw, four I saw minutes the they just booted him, him up in air. I was saying that though. When he when he has played for us this year, he scored goals. Well, start, yeah, start of the season well. when he was scored at Sunderland, bench. scored yeah. that late one against Birmingham. Yeah, he, he's played well. Um, so yeah, I'm with you on that. He, he should be started. Mm. Yeah. yeah, right. I suppose we will see. We'll, we'll just see anyway. Well, there has been a little bit of news while we've been away, as even though it's outside a transfer window, we've ended up with a little bit. Uh, Pontus Janssen, new five-year contract, having signed his contract in the summer. Uh, it's a great thing for us to have him because he is one of the best defenders in the league when he's on form but I was very surprised at the length of the deal even with the way we've been run this season five years is a big commitment for someone with yeah. long term knee injuries but I'm glad to see it does that take him in, would that take him into his 30s? yeah yeah oh 30s yeah um, I mean it really is in theory him tied down for his best years yeah and if a Premier League team wants a cheap option or what they think will be a cheap option 
like Southampton, if they lost Van Dyke, let's say in January, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get money for him now. <laughs> if we're not gonna let him go for a pittance, yeah. which you know it works for us. So yeah, right. you mean we're not gonna have a great player like we had with Lewis Cook and give him a one year extension? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just mention it now. Well done, Lewis Cook, on getting in the England squad. I bet you'll get in loads, and I bet you'll get a cap before the World Cup. Uh, anyway, speaking of cretins that only give him a one-year extension, Chilino has now officially been banned by the FA for 12 months. I'm, I'd completely forgotten about all this. He'd yeah. left, everything had settled down, and I was just yeah. thought, oh, well, he's left. They've yeah. probably left it now. It's no. for the agent, the dodgy agent for the Ross McCormack deal. Yeah. Uh, this isn't be- in regards to McCormack's agent. No. Not McCormack's agent. Because we, we won't speak ill no. of him. <laughs> McCormack's agent is a fully licensed agent, and that's absolutely fine. It's the other bloke that <laughs> 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 was an issue. But yeah, they fined him 100 grand, uh, and apparently overall it's cost Leeds 200 grand. So, cheers, Massimo, you fucking prick. Yeah, but at least that's it, though, now. Yeah, at least, it, I, I think that that's the last, <laughs> that is the last court case or... Yeah, FA case or anything. I think it is now done. And in grand scheme of things, fuck it. It's two hundred grand. He's gone. Fuck yeah. it. He's out of his head now. Just fucking forget him. Move so on. Hopefully, his name should not come up again. I was just going to say we've wasted enough time speaking about him as it is. <laughs> Leave him. Yeah. Uh, well, we should mention it. Uh, Grayson got sacked by Sunderland. That's ash. That that is a major rebuilding job that yeah. needs to be done at that club. That that club needs bottoming. I, just to uh, shall we just point out that they are they're bottom of the league, right? Yep. Casey, who did you pick to go up? The, I'm, I'm not going to lie, that one is not looking good. No. Um, I mean, it looks like me and Connie might have been optimistic when you said it, and we said they'll finish like 16th or something. <laughs> and it looks like we might have been optimistic. Think Reading under McDermott after Christmas, they rocketed up that <laughs> league. <laughs> I wonder, like, like I. I I, I don't know what they hope to achieve, though. I don't, I've listened to, you know, Five Live with people talking about the Sunderland job there. And there, there's no one who's really stayed on much longer than a year there and uh, had I, any success. I think the last manager... O'Neill. They had on, O'Neill lasted Keen a little for bit. for a couple of years. Keen, but, I mean, that's a long time ago now. Well, yeah, about well, six. Because he got well, promoted he got from, from the championship. championship. I was going to say yeah. he was in the championship in 2005. I said that's a long so. time ago now. But since when then, was the last time they had Mick McCarthy? Oh god, that one before. No, because they had them twice, didn't they? Oh, I, no, no, I might be misremembering. No. Honest, there's that many because you just keep you going through this list of managers of the had. The decent you just like going, oh yeah, they yeah. also have Paolo Di Canio for a little yeah. while. Paolo Di Canio. And I don't, I don't know what any manager outside of them Dick getting Dick Advocat did well. He did, to yeah. But again, <laughs> he, did. he didn't stick around, so no. it all just got undone. But I mean, what is it? They haven't won a home game now for like 16 months Some or something daft. daft. It's... But, but to me, they've set Grayson on because he knows this league. He's done a decent job. Did Preston come ninth last year? Or eighth or ninth? Yeah. yeah. It's, it, and, they're doing, and they're still doing well, all right. Well, if you look at up until this job, he took Blackpool up, got us did up. well. Kemp Leeds took us up. We finished seventh, sold all his players, sacked him in eighth. Yeah. So that's still a good job. Didn't Neil Warnock take us into the playoffs that season, though? Uh, yeah, the playoffs, because that season the playoffs started at 17th. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then went to Preston, who were the budget of, like, the 16th, 17th biggest budget, and finished ninth. 
Huddersfield as well. He got. He, he did. Yeah, like God, I missed out. Huddersfield. Yeah, I blank out. That he, I blank out. They managed them because agent Grayson. He didn't want to be there. That's why we put five past him when he went there. He wanted that to happen. But um, yeah, I mean, they've set him on because he knows this league, and to me, this season should have been a write-off for Sunderland. Looks mm. like it's going to be anyway, but yeah, you if, know, they, if they finish one place above the relegation zone, done well. they'll still have the parachute payments next year. Then but they can start building. They, they have this squad of players who, at best, are average. Yeah. They get know, their own big contracts. What, Do you know what? What's their What's their motivation? I've just remembered something because I remember saying it on the podcast now, just before we played it. One of them went cut, but Sunderland won their opening three games, didn't they? Yeah, they got off to a decent start and. Actually, it was quite surprising because I know I tipped him to do all right, but... You tipped him to go up. You tipped him to do a damn sight better than all right. I know. Whoops. Um, I mean, but yeah, we, they, we had Fulham win it league, I suppose. We did. <laughs> Fulham aren't going to go down, though, I don't no. think. <laughs> like, I've got faith in Burton and Bolton to be much worse than them over the course <laughs> of the season, but... Um, no, they they got off to a decent start, and clearly, I don't know what happened. They clearly did the same thing that we did, just slightly earlier. I think that club's kind of almost rotten to the core at the minute. I mean, if you remember that pre-season where Dallin Gibson, oh yeah, got, was slag- got drunk with off, some of yeah. fans and slagged them all off, just saying half of these players don't want to be here. Well, yeah, it wasn't very professional of him, but it looks he's, like it was right. not wrong. It was right. I mean, I mean, you look at some of the players that would have still got there, like Lamming Corner. You just think, Jesus. Can you remember after Christ, that? He had how? that good. He had that good six months, didn't he, up to January, and Everton yeah. tried to sign him for like twenty million quid, and yeah. they turned it down. Dodge that bullet. <laughs> but I mean, it's just one of them. Grayson were bought in there to rebuild that club, from what I can see. And yeah, we're going to have its not bats. It we're going to be more not bats than it were steps forward this season for me, anyway, for them. But I mean, who's going to take it? Who'd want it? I mean, there's a lot of players there as well that you know. If you, you getting relegated in the style that Sunderland did last year, who wants to take on half those players? How how do you get rid of them? Well, You've you either got to pay them off, or they've got to hang around. And I, unfortunately, I think they're stuck with a lot of dead wood. Their parachute payments could end up a large bulk of it going on paying off some of this garbage that's there mm. and bring it. But to me, though, at Sunderland, I mean, they've they've spent a lot of money over years. Of crap, I mean, yeah, we're talking about a team that for the last two years has relied on Jermaine Defoe to stay in Premier League. Now, don't get me wrong, Jermaine Defoe's still a quality player, but when you're a Premier League club now and you're relying on a 34, 35 year old player mm. to keep you up, it's that's a testament not great. to how good Jermaine Defoe is that well, in a team is. that poor, he that he was still getting the goals he did. Yeah. Well, he got recalled to England team playing for that club, so mm. it, you know, it is, yeah, like I say, it's a testament to Defoe, the, but. It, they are they are a big case for not looking abroad cheap options. That or looking at home. This is what yeah, we're going to come to. The bought through Duncan Watmore. Yeah, he's a bit a bit unlucky. He got he's a bad got injury, injured. didn't he? Yeah, because he's rapid as well. He. But other than Duncan Watmore, what youngsters? The, have they have actually got a few that they're playing this season. Uh, George Honeyman, he's there, isn't he? And he George Honeyman, yes. He looks all right. Yeah. They've got a couple that are getting near. Oh God! What's his name? Uh, Li- East Sunderland as well. Any of that? Lyndon Gooch, is it? 
Is he Sunderland? I know his Sorry. name. I'm sure. I'm, I think that that's his name. And yes, he tried so hard there as well. <laughs> there we have Casey giggling at Gooch. Hang on, it is the combination of Linden and Gooch. But um, I mean, to me, some of these youngsters—you you ought to know him anyway, because he's an American. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I mean, didn't they have uh, they had Yedlin last season on loan? Yeah, it was gone to Newcastle now. Hang on, no, I think he was at, he it was, was at Newcastle on Newcastle. It, uh, it was at Newcastle. It was at Newcastle last season as well, wasn't it? It was, it was the loan. season before that he was at Sunderland. Oh, okay, he he was because he was on loan from Spurs. They were on loan from Spurs. But he's still a Tottenham. Player? Yeah, he was still a Tottenham God. player, but they had Trippier and Walker. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he has signed for Newcastle permanent now, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, I believe so. Yeah, but like you say with with Sunderland, it's. It's a shame because you, you don't want to see any fans suffer like that. And I know a lot of, you know... Any yeah, I, live, of, I lived up there, mate. I'm not that fussed about seeing them suffer. Yeah, you know, but, you know, it's it's not nice to see a club like that, you know, go... We, we didn't like it when it happened to us. So mm. it's... But you just, you wonder, I mean, they've got a chairman there who don't want the club. No, he's Not willing to put any money no, into Ellie it. No, Sharp wants red, doesn't he, so... But who's going to buy it? Who's, like KC said, who is going to buy that club and inherit what's there? Why would you? Yeah. That that club needs bottoming. And said, the I, only, the place that they need to go really for a manager is I think they need to get someone from, like, League Two who's doing really well or... Who's in charge at Shrewsbury? Because they're doing unbelievable with squad they've got. Do you know, I don't know. Because I don't see anyone who's big money dropping down to take that job. No. But I could see someone going the other way and taking a chance. Yeah. And I can't remember who manager is, but they've like I think they've lost one game all season and they were mm. like f- fifth favourites for relegation or something. I mean, uh, you, you look at established championship managers, who set that job? <laughs> I mean, especially now, Ooh, once, you've seen, once you've seen how Grayson's been treated this and the fans really wanted him out as well. They weren't happy. No. And I just remember them, again, saying on Five Live, well, you know, he's inherited this squad. What what do you expect him to do with it this, while there's this many players still there? The signings he's made, like, grabbing. It's a decent signing, that, for championship. Mm. Albeit on loan, it's decent Although, signing. Yeah. So. And then, but there is also James Vaughan. Yeah, that were dodgy. Who one. does have the ability, but I mean, like his his yeah. knees are about fifty six years old. Yeah, I mean, I've played just well for Buddy. Flicking through their squad now, you've got Aidan McGeady's there, Callum McManaman, a lot of money, Jack Rodwell, oh, um, Paddy McNair, the Lee Catamon, players like that who in the Championship should be fine. Should do a yeah, job. I mean, we were talking earlier about the sort of player we'd like in our team. That's kind of said this. Lee Catamol is that sort of player that, yeah. you know I know he's worth two three red cards every season but Don't at the matter. same time he, he is that player and yeah, just, it's it's not a bad squad I, but it's just I weighed think, down by some absolute dross I think it says a lot about how much we like Grayson that we've spent this much time on Sunderland yeah to be honest but the thing is with him though I mean He's a good manager, and I hope he gets another job in championship. He, he should get another he job in be. championship. At worst, he'll get a big League One job where he can come back up with him. Yeah, you'd imagine so. Uh, um, well, uh, there has been. It was on Twitter yesterday. There's one bit of sombre news around. It's not really around Leeds, but it's formerly his player uh, Liam Miller. Yeah, he's been diagnosed with cancer. He's been flying about all over for treatment. Uh, he won't hear that long, but the 
winning goal away at Southampton always sticks with we everyone. We always have that. Yeah, but wouldn't but wouldn't dare win it, would they? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember I, I wrote. I think it was a top five list of uh, players that came in on loan for short spells, and Liam Cooper, uh, sorry, Liam Miller was right at the top of that list um, as a player who just for a season came in and formed a nice partnership in the midfield with. I think he played alongside Sean Derry yep. for the most part, and during that season when we got into the playoffs, he he was a big part of that, and yeah. Well, he came, didn't he, under a bit of a cloud from Man United. He were part of that sort of group that got lambasted by Roy Keane. Because he'd come, he'd yeah, come they down... They signed from, him from Celtic, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. He played well for Celtic. He was brilliant for Celtic. He, he, he was really... Albeit, I don't Celtic, but still. And, like I said, you wish him all, all best. It's it's not nice, is it? Yeah, hopefully the fact that he's, you know, relatively young and clearly in good physical fitness will stand him well. Yeah. Uh, there's a. I just we have to men. We had to mention it as awful as it is, and I know it brings a bit of a downer to podcast, but you've got to. But onto a more cheerful subject, something that everyone's been banging on about for the last couple of years. They're doing half season tickets again this season. Yeah, just well, make. They just they make it, sense. They did it. Um, I got one, didn't I? About what? It, it, it was when Milinic were there. It was the year Milinic and everyone else were there. Yeah, I got an half one then. Why did the, you buy it then? What at the start of that scene? Was it Redford and the youngsters that made you think this Mo- could be okay? Morrison on the wing. <laughs> <laughs> like Morrison on the wing. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's 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 a good it's a good No, deal. it'd be Robin Hood, wouldn't it? Morrison, Morrison running down the wing. <laughs> <laughs> Did Morrison ever run anywhere? Ambled. Ambled. He always had Crystal Palace though. Yeah. <laughs> well he didn't have to move for that. No, he didn't. He ran to fans though. Did play Jogged. for them. Did play for a month after, but <laughs> legend. But yeah, uh, it's for the eleven games from New Year's Day. Uh, yeah. If you want one in Copport Southstand, two hundred and seventy nine quid. It's for eleven games. That, to be fair, what's it work out? That about twenty four, twenty three quid uh, again. Well, well, twenty twenty five would be two seven five. So yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, I don't get it. You know. If you, we don't know where we're going to be given the start of the season we had and then this run of form we're on. So, you know, by the time New Year's ro- rolls around, we could be anywhere between sort of third and 18th at this rate. Yeah. But, it could be Villa from last year. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's not going to cost, you know, it's, it's not really going to cost them anything to give them this offer. Like you say, it's for the last 11 games of the season. Um, and, it, you know, people who do sign up, good, you've got the money. You, you know, you're guaranteed that then we're not, again, we don't know where we'll be. So it's a good thing. Yeah, well, yeah. we have signed one player as well, but we'll come on to that last because there's been a couple we've been linked with. Uh, the first one and by far the biggest one is Harry Cochran of Hearts. 16-year-old kid who's been playing in first team. Apparently we want him for, the papers in Scotland said it was about half a million quid. I'm assuming there'll be a lot of add-ons and percentages and future fees and all that stuff. We've, we've all played football manager. We know how these deals work for the youngsters. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he uh, he played in the Edinburgh derby and apparently did well and that's yeah. a lot of pressure at, to stand up to. 16, yeah, fair play to him. Um, that's telling it again. Uh, the youngster uh, in Scottish League. Again, I haven't really seen him play, so... You're hoping for another James McCarthy or McCarthy even, aren't you? Either of them would do nicely, but... 
you know, if we unearth another gem like Snoddy, that's what you've got to hope for in it when you're taking a, a a punt on a young lad who's been playing in Scotland, albeit fair play to him, he's playing first team football at 16. But it's, yeah. if it happens, fair enough. We'll see where it goes. I don't know enough about him to, to really yeah, add much I'm, more to that. I'm just sitting here very quietly going, he's young, he might be good. Hope he is. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of he's young, he might be good. Uh, Kamil Yozviak from Lake Poznan. Uh, it's been conver- it was in a few places that we had a bid rejected of around about 180 grand. Uh, and v- but the Daily Mail story quoted that like Poznan's president saying, "I can confirm we got an offer from Leeds, but we are not interested in parting with Camel in the winter." Right. Him specifying in the winter leads me to think, "Oh, we signed him at end of season, then are we?" Yeah. Or at least that someone is. Again, I, mean, I don't know him to say all, but no, I have no, I've n- no idea. No, but I mean, it fits in with what we've been doing, getting players into the under twenty three, doesn't it? When you look at the, yeah. the you know, the RAL Rays and and if he's been at Let Poznan, it's not a bad club to be. It's, it's a pretty big, decent club, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not like we're signing him from nowhere, is it? You know, yeah. it's well, they're famed for their like intimidating atmosphere and mm. stuff like that, aren't they? I mean, it's a that's where. Man City nicked their celebrations from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the one that we have actually signed, uh, Ryan Edmonton. It was confirmed today by Leeds. It had been in the pipeline for a few days, apparently, but it's done. Uh, signed from York City for an undisclosed fee, only 16 years old. Uh, played a few first team games, made his debut last month against Brackley. Uh, his contract's till 2020. Uh, he's not expected to be anywhere near the first team straight away, obviously. But uh, the main thing with this, more than us signing a kid from York, is apparently Angus Kinnear said this is the start of a wider plan to get some players in from the UK and especially Yorkshire. Good. Yeah. Which long term, I mean, short term probably won't matter that much, but long term could yeah. make a real difference. Well, I mean, just looking at the, the team we've assembled over the summer one thing that quite a few people have said is we've not looked at many British players anyway or players with championship experience when you look at our starting lineup now um so we you know I mean we do need to be looking at getting more English players in that that are more used to even at this age playing a more physical game against you know even at under 16s under 18s whatever um than players from you know, a lot of Spanish players or players coming over from Spain that we've had who that that's not the way they play. You know, it's not the way they brought up. Whether that's right or wrong is, you know, up for debate. But you need that blend. You know, I, I can. You know, we can all look at size and see how good he is. But he does need players around him that can protect him. So you, you need that balance. So it's it's good that we're going to look for young talent, especially now that uh, we saw Huddersfield aren't. You know they've stopped with their academy, so it's an extra chance for us now, more opportunity for us to sign some local players, and we're not having to compete as much. You just hope he gets a, a fair crack at whip, though. I mean, I, how many young strikers have we signed? I think the most recent sort of high-profile, if you if you want, will um, were Robbie McDade. I'm glad you could remember his name. I could remember McDade, but I, I had Sean, I had Sean McDade. No, Sean McDade. Wasn't he a young defender in like 2005, 2006? I think so. Yeah. 
Maybe even earlier. Yeah, I think that that's a football manager kid that you remember when yeah. you was like 10 years ago. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but you know, but like we've, we've done it before. What, it, it knocked goals in for fun in Ireland. And it's quite, and it, it, and he was already playing Irish uh, youth international yeah, level yeah. as well. And you never saw him get anywhere in that team. And I just thought for this young lad here from York that it's not the case. It'd be, it'd be great to see a, a local lad, you know, fair enough, he hasn't... You know, he's not one of ours, really, but, you know, 16 well, he, he is. He, he basically <laughs> yeah. is. He's 16 years old and he's a massive Leeds fan. But, you know, you it, just like to see it, you know, happen for him and come through. Any any youngster you want to see it happen for him. And I just hope he don't disappear into obscurity like the likes of McDade having passed and yeah. that. So, but good luck to him, though. Yeah. Apparently he turned down Middlesbrough to come to Leeds. Good luck. I bet it's because he hates Gary Monk. Yeah. yeah. Snake. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the snake... <laughs> Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Fully licensed. <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as I'll go into that quote. If you know the, if you get that joke, you get that joke. Uh, but yeah, ho- big game on Sunday. Home to Middlesbrough. Fifth in the league. They've won the last three. Why does everyone hit form just before they play us? Yeah. <laughs> but Middlesbrough have got a hell of a squad. Yeah, I mean, fifth in league, it's... To me, with that team that they've got, it's minimum that you'd be expecting. From yeah, if that. they finish outside the playoffs, it's a disastrous season yeah. with their squad. The money they've spent, I mean, 15 million on a Samba Longa, 9 million on Berthwaite, 7 million on Ashley for, on, on Fletcher. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, granted, they've got the parachute payments to can yeah. do it, but so they've spent, still, that's they've spent 33 million on strikers with a manager that usually plays one up front. Yeah. <laughs> and, and doesn't like to substitute. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, uh, They've got their own youngster, that Marcus Tavernier, uh, James Tavernier, fullback at Rangers. It's his brother. He scored a load for under-23s. They played him in Cup. He scored him that. And he scored a winner against Sunderland in the last game. Uh, I've only seen him in highlight form, but he does look pretty good. Uh, and they've got Adama Traore as well, who... Quality. He looked good in Premier League it, last year. It depends what version of him shows yeah. up. Yeah, they've, they've got down in the... I mean, in this league, he'll do a job, but how one man so average has wrapped up the amount in transfer fees he has over his career and got as many England caps as he has, I'll never know. Yeah, it, a couple of years ago, we briefly, that it got floated around. Oh, Leeds could get Stuart Downing. Nah, we're all right, we've got better. <laughs> it's fine, <laughs> keep him. Yeah, uh, in goal, Darren Randolph. Good goal. Decent keeper, but he's prone to be odd error. And he's done it against Leeds before, hasn't he? Yeah, was he Ran- Birmingham? Yeah, was, I was going to say, Darren Randolph was in goal when we beat Birmingham 4-0, wasn't he? When uh, yeah. Matt Smith scored twice. Yeah. And he had that one where he came out of his box and just kicked it straight to McCormack. You, you <laughs> mean uh, systems? Yeah. Everyone wants to talk about systems, don't we talk about players? Likely Clark almost in tears about chopping formations. Yeah. I, I went on a massive unbeaten run. Yeah, you started in fifth and you finished it in seventh. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, their back four has been pretty settled all season. Cyrus Christie at right back, Daniel Ayala, Ben Gibson. How they've kept Ben Gibson in this league, I'm not sure. Yeah. And, oh, George Friend. Oh, George Friend. <laughs> oh, friend. At left back. And they've got... Is that the Fabio that played for yes. Scum? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, just leave it in editing-wise, you might hear a beer. <laughs> But we do not have to promote that beer, so it's okay. His brother, <laughs> is he still at Leon, Raphael? Yeah, I believe so. God, he's laughing his bollocks off at his <laughs> twin. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a bit of a Rod and Ray situation, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah, you know. More, like, yeah. more like Danny and Ray. <laughs> you know, you, you kind of look at it and you're like, yeah, you play professional football. But, the, hmm. the only thing I'm disappointed about is that we never played Man United and had Fabio and Raphael against uh, the Turner twins. <laughs> God. <laughs> So that's that's the dream right there. That would have been worrying because, God, they are 50 million times better than the Turner Twins. <laughs> I hate to say it. Dude, we're, we're going to pub soon. They might be in. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, we've just said they've got good wingers, good keeper, good back four. And then in centre mid, they've got two from Johnny House and Grant Ledbetter and Adam Forshaw. Where did Clayton go? He's still there. He's, he's, get near he's still there, but I, bet, I think he's been injured. Oh, okay, He'd be he would. He would get him. He would get him. He would get him. I was going to say because I know um, a guy I work with out in America. Uh, the last couple of years, he's a Middlesbrough fan. He's a fan of Adam Clayton. He's not as big a fan as of Adam Clayton as me. No, but Clayton is gone. Clayton is gone. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most angry I've ever been about transfer listing a player. Sold Fuck him. You Neil Warnock. Sold him <laughs> so we could get Lee Peltier in. <laughs> But yeah, um, not to wind you up. <laughs> yeah, this this is a tough game that logically there is no reason we get a result in. So I'm going to say we win one nil. <laughs> <laughs> ah, football logic. <laughs> well, I'm going to blow it out of water even more. I'm going to say we win and we score two goals. I'm going to go two one leads. Jesus, what's wrong with you two? We're, we're in denial. Blind <laughs> optimism. That's what's wrong with us. Guys, what's wrong with you? We're obviously going to win 2 1. Because <laughs> we're not keeping a clean sheet, but I'd, I'd love it if we stuck it to Monk. I'd love, love it, it if we beat them. Love it. <laughs> well, that's the problem. What, so, but isn't the line, they've got to go to Middlesbrough and get someone? <laughs> We've what got to go to Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough have got to come to us and hopefully get nothing. Yeah. And, and if they don't. It's not end at world. <laughs> so, can I say, are you serious with 2-1? I've got, yeah, 2-1. So, we're I've all going for a win. So, we have no, so, we're all sure that logically, Leeds will not get a result here. It's a real, it's a bad matchup for us. We're out of form, they're in form. And all three of us have got to win, and you two both have 2-1. Yep. Yep. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's Leeds United, and it's been the last 15 years. It's what we do. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's what we did against. It's exactly what we did against Bristol City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not in good form. They're right. playing well. Go beat them. This one, I might not be able to defy logic with. No. Wednesday night, Wolves away, and Wolves are a little bit good. <laughs> I just like that you've written it down, and just before I noticed you'd written it down, I went, "They're a bit good, aren't they?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wolves are a bit good. Uh, they've actually only won two of the last three, but they've won five of the last six. They got beat away at QPR, but last cover they beat Fulham, beat Norwich. Uh, much like Borough. In fact, they've got an even more solid goalkeeper than Borough in John Ruddy. That's a good Very good keeper that, for this that, level. That, that were a free transfer, that as well. He was one that we did actually talk about before the season started. Yeah. I just don't know if we did it on here. We didn't do it on here because by the time we did the first podcast, we'd already signed Viedvald. And... Hmm. But yeah, uh, in general... These play three at the back with wing backs. Uh, I, I did not see this coming, but Connor Cody's turned into a really good centre half, apparently. Yeah, when he left, because he was sent mid, and went he? there. You were like, yeah, fair he enough. It was at Liverpool, wasn't he? He started at Liverpool, went to Huddersfield, and then they got shut of him, I think, just before Wagner took mm. over. 
And again, the, the Huddersfield fans I work with didn't really bat an eyelid when he left. He was just there. You know, he didn't. It he, he wasn't particularly bad, but he wasn't really good enough to be doing. You know what what they were wanting. But yeah, it turned out alright for the minute. Yeah, several good centre backs to play with him. Ryan Bennett. That Willie Bolly looks all right. I haven't seen that much of him to be honest. Uh, Danny Bath's good player, and Courtney Hawes, who plays a bit, who's played a fair bit for England twenty ones, he's got like I think he's in double figures for caps, so he's played a fair bit. So they're pretty solid there. But where their strengths been this season, aside from the obvious really expensive players, is their wing backs have been really good. Uh, Matt Docky and that Barry Douglas, who I had never heard of before this season. That is a cracking name. Yeah, but he has had a really strange career. Yeah, just looking at that now, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that is some career. That is some path, isn't it? Yeah, started at Queen's Park in like the... I think they were in Scottish Division 2 at the time and they went down. But he stood out a mile, signed by Dundee United for years there. Did well there, again, that, that move. <laughs> again, for a Scottish player, yeah, that all sounds reasonable. From Dundee United, he went to Lech Poznan. Yes. <laughs> Their second mention of the podcast, three years at Lech Poznan, and then he goes to Konyaspor. As you do. And then after playing at Konyaspor, he shows up at Wolves. I've never heard of him before this season, but apparently he's been brilliant. I know that the 2-0 win against Fulham, he set up both goals. Uh, in midfield, that Roman size is decent, and we've got Ruben Neves. And how the hell Ruben Neves is playing in this league is okay. ridiculous. Ruben Neves, who should be at a top six Premier League club, genuinely. Yeah. He is that good. I mean, they're doing a bit what a bit like um, what Watford did when they got their new owners. Yeah, just signed Semi Yeah, <laughs> it'll work eventually. Um, yeah, but I mean, to be honest, I think they're doing it better. Yeah, Ruben yeah. Neves was captain for Porto in the Champions League at 18 years old, and it's not like he's now 35. He's now 21. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they signed him for what was that? 16, 17 million. Which again, it, it's nothing. It is in championship terms, but... For the player, you get Yeah, sod all. Yeah, I mean, he just... It's, he stands out a mile in this league. It's just a joke that he's playing in it. Mm. Uh, Alfred and Dye is decent. I've always liked Ben Marshall, who mm. he'll probably... I think it's because I love a centre mid who can every now and then just smash one in from 35 yards. And he's got a really good long shot, so I think it's always given me a bit of a soft spot for him. To be honest, I thought it was still at Blackburn. I didn't yeah. even know he'd gone. Yeah, I think has he's he been, been playing. Has he's been, been on injured? bench for the most part. He has his injury problems though, yeah. don't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he won't be involved. I wouldn't have thought, but they've, but just because he stood out when I watched him, they've got that Morgan Gibbs White, who played in Under Seventeen World Cup, and he looked really good in midfield. I, I doubt they'll play yet, but then up front they've got four really that'll play. I mean, Helder Costa, even Caviero, Leo Bonatini, and Diego Hotter. Jesus. I mean, <laughs> is it ridiculous? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think bon- selection. Bonatini's got like ten this season. I think he's top scorer. Uh, Hotter's on loan from Athletic Court, and apparently they're going to make it permanent for a f- decent whack of money. I don't know how much, but decent amount. Helder Costa shouldn't be anywhere near the championship. No, it's a squad that I mean, I didn't even I didn't pick them, but logically. If they come outside the top three, it's a disaster. Yeah. And if with the start they've now had, if they come outside the top two, they've made a bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought pre-season Fulham would win, win league, but from this position, you'd be very surprised if Wolves don't win the league. Yeah, 
definitely. I, I, I'm really not looking forward to this game, if I'm being honest. No. I, you know the confidence we all seem to have for the Middlesbrough game. There is none of that for this game. <laughs> not even... I think the Gary Monk factor will kind of carry us a little bit, I'd hope, in Middlesbrough game, but this... Nah. nah I'll, we'll let you have first one then, Casey. Ooh. It, it all kind of comes down to how we do against Middlesbrough, whether we win or lose that one, because I think, depending on that result, it will either go one of two ways. I think if we win against Middlesbrough, we will come out of that with hopefully a respectable result. If we lose at Mid- if we lose to Middlesbrough, I think Wolves would absolutely batter us. So I'm going to say I'm going to say two nil to Wolves. Uh, not far off. I'm going for three nil Wolves. I'm going to go three one mm. to Wolves. I think we'll get a goal. Yeah, I say, I'd, I'd love us to nick something, but I just don't see how it's going to happen. No. And then you know, having played a couple of really good teams, we'll play a team that aren't very good. Unfortunately, it's Barnsley away. <laughs> and anyone who's even remotely following Leeds knows how shite his record at Barnsley is. Even last season when we were playing them, we'd had a belting run. Barnsley away, shite. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've after got that, good two. again. And we were 1-0 up in that game as yeah. well. And I... we only got a second because we got a penalty that was two yards outside of box. And then after that <laughs> Barnsley game, good again. <laughs> I, 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 still, I still remember listening to the commentary when... Uh, our first season back in the championship with Grayson when we went there and Bassoni came off just after half time when I think it was Bassoni's last game for us when he mm. just I, I think he gave up on himself yeah. and we that, we lost 5-2 yeah. 5-2 yep we ship goals at Oakwell don't we yep yep <laughs> they have another team who <laughs> he's unbeaten in the last three two wins and a draw oh, God's sake one against Birmingham, one four two at Burton. Burton don't really count, yeah. but a one all draw at Hillsborough. That's a that's a that's a credible result. result. Yeah, I know Chef enough. Wednesday. I know. I mean, the battered us, but they haven't been in good nick no. this year. But yeah, um, on paper, their squad is nowhere near ours. No. Uh, I looked at their defenders, and I genuinely didn't know any of them except for uh, Ezekiel Fryers. God, it's gone wrong for him, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, can can you remember his transfer deal where Man U were going to sue? Yeah, because no. Tottenham ended up getting yeah. him from the Basically, Belgian team yeah. or something, didn't they? Uh, I may have the wrong Belgian team, but the Standard rest of Liege? this is... I think it was Liège. Yeah. But he was at Man United, didn't, wouldn't sign a new contract because they weren't going to give him first-team football. Yeah. So he went to Standard Liège because under 24 players, there's no compensation if it's a foreign club. So he went there had six months and then immediately went to Tottenham for like five million quid. <laughs> when the compensation for the straight deal would have been like nine and a half. Yeah. Mm. So Man United just said, well, they've clearly arranged this. <laughs> Daniel Levy's played a blinder there. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anything was ever proven, but I'm, it was a bit dodgy. And I'm, because I'm, it would happen to Man United. <laughs> Funny. That's fine, yeah, yeah. It's, in the same way, it's in the same way Pogba left. Yeah. <laughs> when he just went... No, bollocks to you. I, I, I am going to be one of the best midfielders around. Yeah. I am going to leave. In fairness to Paul Pogba, they played Johnny Evans in centre mid. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm fully on Pogba's side. It's just funny the fact that he went away, had an amazing few years, and then they had to spend that much money to bring him yeah. back. Unlike At least when it happened to Bosnich, it, it was like £3 million. You can live with that. <laughs> Unlike Zaki Fryer, who went away and did 
nothing. I think he rocked up at Palace at one bit as well. Yeah, in he between. did rock up at Palace, yeah. But yeah, we've uh, got Adam Hamill on wing, who's decent, but no special. Lloyd Isgrove looked all right when he was at Southampton, but that could have been because that was a good under-21s team that you were looking at with Gallagher and they had Ward-Prowse in and all of them in. Uh, George Moncur is okay. Technically good, but he looked really good at Colchester, but that's Colchester. The, the only one that jumped out when I looked through the squad, other than Mowat, but he's out on loan, that Ugbo from Chelsea, who I've never seen play, but I did come up against him on Football Manager and he was lightning quick. So he's probably really quick. <laughs> so he's someone that we'll maybe have to go. And I did look up his goal record in like the under-18s and under-19s. He got 63 goals in 102 games for Chelsea. Wow. So he must have some of that. there, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that we are going to break the hoodoo. And I think we'll win 2-0. I think we're going to break the hoodoo and I think we're going to give him a good hiding. We're going to go 4-0, Leeds. Jesus. That's... I think we're going to break the hoodoo and we will scrape a 1-1 draw. <laughs> hey, compared to the last few years. Yeah. Right. I said we'd come back to Christensen. So now's the time. At the start of the season, we are playing out from back and we are winning games. And then he appears to have got scared, completely abandoned those principles and not for the benefit of the team. The results have got worse. Yep. After these three matches... Now, if they, if they get the things I've predicted where we win two out of three and lose away at Wolves, he will be. But let's say he only gets... Let's say he loses two of these three games or maybe even all three. What do you reckon chances are that Thomas Christensen, when we sit down here on the probably in the day or two after a Barnsley game, what are the chances he's not our manager anymore? If we get anything less than four points out of that three games, which is a big ask given the opposition. Yeah, we're playing two tough teams yeah. and one I've... away derby match. I think the only way he saves his job is if the performances are something like. But, and I hope he doesn't go, I must say that, because it's not fair to, you know, we've obviously bought him in because he's got a plan, he presented himself well in the interview, but you're right in saying he has abandoned everything that he stands for and it's been to detriment at the time. Now, there's all... There's the talk, and I've said I was going to bring this up about O'Leary. Yeah, I didn't in. see this. It was reported by the Express. Now, he's been invited... Did it say anything about Princess Diana? <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, it's the Express, it might do. Too, too soon, Jack, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> now, the story read that Radrizani was inviting David O'Leary to watch a few games with him. Read into that what you will. Now, if I were Thomas Christensen and I heard rumours like that, that would set alarm bells ringing for me. And I'm not saying that he O'Leary should be brought back, not anyway. But No, I'd rather have Grayson back than O'Leary yeah. and I wouldn't 
think, and I don't think that having Grayson back's a good idea. No. <laughs> but anything less than four points, he goes for me, and I hope I hope he don't because there is a good manager there, I think, and. But he just needs to go back to what he, he believes in. I liked the uh, thing that O'Kane said in the press conference where he said he's the closest thing I've seen to Eddie Howe. That tells its own tale, doesn't yeah. it? You in know. a way, does it? But he needs to... If he wants us to play football and pass the ball about... Stick to it. Then stick with it. If Because this not, do, this not fully committing either way isn't going to do anyone any good. I, I've got no issues if he's got a style of play that he wants to that he wants us to adapt and along the way we have a couple of shockers and we get a couple of arseholings. So be it. It, it. You know, there's there's far worse things that are going to happen but for him to just go to this hoofball sort of tactic that he's adopted and the results have just turned to crap. Now, he can't expect anything more. If he carries on the way he's going, he's going to be out of the door. I hope he in, but anything less than four points, I think he goes. I will say, in relation to the the David O'Leary thing, from the way Radrazani's been since he got here, it doesn't seem like that would be his his style of doing things. It'd be more Chilino style. Well, yeah, Chilino <laughs> yeah. trying to bring in his own staff, put him on the bench before he's they even got the job. <laughs> But That's it, someone who we could mention. Fester could be back. God. <laughs> well, you were saying that uh, Radrizani was like shown on camera after the. It was Job in the Brentford game, wasn't it? it? I won't say he looked pissed off as such, but he wasn't impressed. He wasn't mad, he was just disappointed. Yeah, mm. which, one of them. And we all know that's worse. <laughs> mm. um, uh, yeah, I, I think. I would say three points out of those three games and he will be safe. Mm. But I think, you know, if we don't get results against Middlesbrough and um, and Wolves, there will be a lot of pressure on on him and the team going into that Barnsley game. I'm with Connie. I think he needs four, to be sure. I think he could genuinely get away with two points if the performances are good. If we get a point against think, Middlesbrough and Wolves and lose but play well against Barnsley, possibly. Yeah, what I think is, if he draw, I think Wolves is a free hit. Yeah. If we get beat at Wolves, yeah, fair enough. Most yeah. people will. And if we play all right against Middlesbrough and draw and play all right against Barnsley and draw, I think he'll keep the job. But he'll be under a lot of pressure. Then the Villa game becomes massive. But I just... The thing that worries me is if we lose to Middlesbrough, I could see the atmosphere turning a bit poisonous. At the minute, I'd say there's like... 15% that are starting to really turn against him. Mm. If we were to turn up for that Middlesbrough game and play like we did for the last half hour against Derby... And like the last half hour quick, against like, Sheffield United, yeah, that could turn really quick. I, th- I think the interesting thing to look at is that I think we're in exactly the same position now as we were at this time last season. Two games ago, we, we were still the best start we'd had for eight years. Yeah. Uh, I don't agree that he should go. I no, just could see it happening. It, it's just the fact that <laughs> last year we had a very inconsistent start to the season. Worse than that. 
Well, yeah, we, we had were. an abysmal we were, start. What, what, what with second or third bottom? After we were second six or third years. bottom, and if Kyle Bartley don't score that late winner against Blackburn, by all accounts, Gary Monk will go. Mm. But yeah, we, we've got to. It's just the way that it's it's happened this season. We've gone from the best of starts to this run of form now, which is this one. There was no, like you say, there was no period where it transitioned into that. It was just we started really well, then we fell off a cliff. Mm. Um, so it is unfortunate that we're you know halfway through November and again we're in a position where we're talking about the future of our manager again I I don't see where we would get by sacking him I'm just going to ask that if let's say he goes yeah disclaimer disclaimer none of us want him sacked (laughs) let's just say that because Seven defeats in nine, which is the which is the record we have where we're standing at the moment. That would be enough to get, I'd say, within the whole football league, ninety percent of managers out of the out of the door. At least Either. under a lot of pressure. Bear yeah. in mind at that. Bear no. in mind, and I know again, it's under, you know, a, a maniac of an owner like Cellino, but Milanic was sacked after six games, and he'd at least drawn half of them. Yeah. We've not even done that. Right, Rosler, no. Rosler got like 10 to 12. Something like it? that, wasn't it? And we didn't even lose that many of them. We just drew about six. Now, you know, that record as it stands is enough to get a lot of people out of the door. Now, if he adds another two defeats into that and it all of a sudden becomes, I don't know, 10 defeats in 12, 30 points dropped. I mean, mm. it's, you look at it that it's way, a lot, it's not it's good. Up. Now, it's the old thing. You can't. You can blame the manager to an extent, but once them players get out there, what can Christiansen do? Mm. It, it is a. It's a tough one. I know the book stays with Christiansen, but if he goes, who would you get? Who, who would? Who would you realistically have? There's no one that really jumps. Who jumps out? out? No. No. You I know, mean, in terms again, of, like I just said, for someone you would be looking at someone lower league who's in good nick, yeah. and. I don't think that's any better than... But I don't think either that's where Radrizani would look. I mean, you look where we got Christiansen from. No, he'd probably do some... He'd probably just... I mean, it wouldn't be place an advert, but he would just let people apply and interview who he thought was the best 10, probably. Mm. And you could have... And give it to Gianluca Festa. (laughs) Just let him sit on the bench, it'll be fine. (laughs) He's not going to take your job, don't worry about it. Just, Just put him on the bench. Um, no, I, I don't know where you look, and I don't know who the answer is because I, I can't see someone coming in and really turning it around. Let's drastically. Say that. I still, and again, for the start of the season, we had you've got to consider that for the, the yeah. short amount of time he's been here. I say, I think I really do think he just needs to trust himself yeah. and go to his football. Yeah, if me, he's gonna if he's gonna die on a sword, it might as well be his own. Yeah, and not well, it's, what, it's what got Gary Monk through last year because he ch- he changed his style. He panicked and panicked and panicked, and then went back to four two three one. It worked. Yeah, but it's for me now in terms of the team. If available, he needs to get the players in that allow him to have the team playing the sort of football he wants to play. Mm. And if that means bringing Vidal back in, for example, bring him back in. It's fine. No one will kick off with bringing Vidal back into that team. 
likewise, no one kicked off over, over bringing Lonergan in, you know. That, some agreed, some didn't, but yeah, it wasn't... It didn't cause a massive divide, did it? You know, that, <laughs> do that, bring the players in that do. Give Lasogga half a chance, you know, that, give him a bit of support, let him... Do what he do what he were doing at the start of the season, and then, like Jack's just said, if that's not good enough, and he ends up going based on that, then at least he can walk out saying, "Well, I stuck to my guns." Hmm. I was tempted to sing then, but I, I, I resisted the urge to sing my way. <laughs> um, yeah, like you say, we, we it wasn't through luck that we had the starts of the season that we did. I mean, you don't look your way through, like we said, six clean sheets. On the bounce oh. or whatever it was, that's it's not done through luck. We we played really well, and if we're saying that we're playing terribly, this is still in the span of was it three months, four months? Yeah. Well, it's, on, it's only November. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> peak. This is this is like the extremes of peaks and troughs. Yeah, the opening to this season feels like it was two years ago now. Yeah. I mean, God, when I were on holiday and I were watching the Forest game, I went in a bar full of Leeds fans with thump Forest, really played well, and everyone walked out there, brilliant, you're on cloud nine, and then all of a sudden, but what are you? <laughs> you know, mm. you just think, there's something that can be fixed, I think. Mm. I'd like to warp, and, it, and I'd, I'd like to think that Christiansen can, can fix it. I would think that if, if I was in Madrizani's shoes... The earliest that he could that I could justify getting rid of Christensen would be like just before the January transfer window. That would be the absolute earliest. Like, say we, because like I wouldn't. If we lost all three of these games, I still wouldn't sack him yet. No. If we lost these and then got beat at home by Villa, and then you can start seeing it coming. But at the minute, he doesn't seem to have the confidence in himself, and the, you need to give him the time to. The good do thing it. that's the good thing he's got in his favour is that senior players like O'Kane are coming out and speaking highly of him. Mm. There's no deafening silence from players, which is a good sign for him, because usually in situations like that. The, the silence is deafening, isn't it? You don't get any yeah. senior players like your captains or leaders like a Janssen or, you know, whatever, coming out and in support of him. O'Kane's done that. Now, that says a lot. You know, if, if the players are behind him, that's half his battle, isn't it? it? If he can just make some tweaks and, last we keep saying, go back to what he believes in. I think, I think one of the things he probably needs to... Do again. Go back to that four-two-three-one, and I think he just needs to rotate players more carefully. And you know, that that's clearly the he's clearly got a system in mind. He clearly wants Lasaga as the front man. Well, Lasaga is his best striker. Yeah, I mean, even even if he's playing badly and he's sometimes lazy, he is our best striker. hmm? Yeah, and, and, and he's he's. He's done a good job. You saw at Derby what he can do. He get he gets into positions he for chances. You know, Brentford he he still had a number of chances. Um, but every now and again, he even he just give him a break for a game. That and we have players like Rufin. You know, Chibitsky can play up there. Not Grot. Not Grot. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, again, we've got plenty of options on the wings. We can Alioski can play either side. We've got Size and Hernandez in there. We. You, 
again, Javitsky, just every now and again, just what give someone else is, a chance, keep things fresh. Basically, what you're saying is he needs to come back to what you know and take everything real slow. Oh, <laughs> nice, a bit of embrace. <laughs> but you're talking about rotating players. Now, in centre of midfield, right, it's, well, whether he's signed him or not, it's got Mateus Click there. Now, Christiansen will have had some input into these transfers. Mm. If he's not fully Acor- sanctioned them. According to the club and according to Christiansen, he does get final say on every transfer. Right. He doesn't come up with any of the names, really. But he can but say they yes go or to, no. But he can say no or yes. Right, so... Let's How accurate that is, we don't know. That's what they've said. So if we're going on the assumption, then, that he has had the final say on, let's use Click as an example... Believe in what you say. Give him a go. You know, as he, you know, how many games has Click started? Uh, the League Cup in games. Cup, uh, League Cup and in the league away at Cardiff when he, he fell off at ball. Give him a chance though, but but you know, it, no, that just chance. happens. That's it can just happen, can't it? Anyone? That's the only that. reason why I remember that he started that game because <laughs> he did that. I mean, we, we when going back to episode one when. I was, you know, me and Jack kind of just looked at his stats and it looks coming out, coming out of Holland, he had decent stats last season. He yeah. got a couple of goals, um, a couple of good reports coming out about him. The couple of Polish guys I've spoke to about him rated him, um, and they've seen a lot more of him than we have. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and clearly, you know, we already had Vieira, Phillips, and OK in there, so it seems strange that if you're going to go bringing a player like Click that he would come um, in as, as a fourth choice you know what's ridiculous we're on about all these sentiments not once has the word Vernon and Eater no yeah, yeah. come out of his mouth yeah I've just got it in my head now that he is the backup left yeah, back left and nothing more yeah. that's but you know but he's got these players there believe in him if he's had final say on them stick to your guns believe in what you think and play him, give him a go. It's like, I come back to again what, what you said, Jack. If if you're going to go, go out knowing that, you know, yeah, I stuck to my guns. I thought that was the right thing to do. I did it. That's what I was paid to do. And I did it. It didn't work, but I stuck to my guns. If he were to go now, people would say, hmm, well, his, his ass fell out, changed the system, it, yeah. it was crap, and look what's happened yeah. to him, but, you know. As, as much as I look at that squad and think it, and think that two up front might be the way to go, if he plays two up front against Middlesbrough and we get beat, and then he goes to Wolves and plays 4-2-3-1, and, we get beat, and then he goes to Barnsley and it's straight 4-4-2, if you're going to do it, do it your way. Yeah. Pick whatever, and his way appears to be 4-2-3-1. Well, yeah. if it's 4-2-3-1, then play it, get the three in behind really fired up yeah. tell them to have a real go maybe even I don't mind the playing Phillips at 10 and having size on the left I prefer size I do I prefer size I, in the I, middle I genuinely think it's a problem because I think we're You're taking out it, one it, of our best players to accommodate yeah. someone else you see I, it doesn't bother me that much because I think the most important thing is just to make sure size is on the pitch it is and I know what you're saying but I go with you, Casey, on this because putting him out on left, you're taking away one hell of a player to accommodate a lesser player for me and Phillips. No, as it, it might, and also I, my I, pick, I think... my pick is to have size at ten. Mm. It just doesn't bother me that much. The main thing that bothers me about size on the left is not to do with size on left. It means that Dallas isn't in the side. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, the I bit mean, that bothers me more. I mean, I, I, <laughs> so I, I mean, just think I'm I'm on the higher end of 
Calvin Phillips fan. You mm. know, I, I pretty much said this every episode of the podcast. Now. Well, you picked him for young player, yeah. Yeah, I, but I do think he needs a break now because I think he's one of the few. That he's me, up there as well as probably having the, spent the most minutes on playing so far this season. To me, him and Vieira should be rotated. Yeah, I, I think, and I think at this point there is an argument for just again we're on a poor run of form. Mm. Take Phillips out, put Vieira in. Yeah, play with two two more defensive-minded players. Now you see, right, to me, if we rock up at this Middlesbrough game and we've got Lasogod up front, Dallas on left, Sizing middle, Alioski on right, or Kane and one of Phillips and Vieira. And we went with that and we got... For Middlesbrough game, definitely Vieira. But if we rotate, if we could stick with that as much as we could and rotate Phillips and Vieira, I'd be happy, mate, at that. I, I really would and then I you've got I, the likes of Roof Hernandez as backup you know it's it's, it's a, the squad's there I mean there. again you, you just I, I, I really like Pablo Hernandez but again playing against a tough team and he is one he's a, he's slow he's a bit slower than Saez and two he, he doesn't put in the, the he's, he's, he's not going to put in the defensive work that Saez is he's a similar is. player and he's just is there, other than three kicks is there anything he's better no is a slower, older version pe- than size. We can't speak for penalties because we're empty. In fact, no, size took loads of penalties for Huesca last yes. season and he had a really good record. <laughs> so, no, we can speak for penalties think, as well. I mean, I, th- I, do, I think as as a playmaker, I, th- I think the one thing you give Hernandez the edge on is the experience he's had at a higher level mm-hmm. yeah. that Saez hasn't had that quality experience. I mean, size is what? He's 25, is yeah. he? The thing with Hernandez's experience at a higher level, though, is that most of it was on the wing. Mm. I'm not. Po- got, I'm not opposed got the legs now before his that. pace went. To be honest, I, I'm again probably not for these games. But again, Hernandez you, you on mentioned the left it, was fine. You mentioned it at the start of the season. The games to play Hernandez against a team like Barnsley. Hernandez on the left. I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing that. Having him Barnsley at home. Yeah, Barnsley away. No, Barnsley away is bound to be a battle. They're gonna. They'll come out and really mm. physically get involved. So I wouldn't play him in that one. But, you know, we do have options there, but I just, I just think there's, I think now's the time for Christensen to be, just like, a, a, just play the way he wants, and just you know pick the the obvious team. It, it, I think between the three of us, outside of depending on who's fit, which of the two central defenders you'd pick, I think we would all very much name the same starting oh, eleven. If I, in it, well, if I had, if everyone's going. My team would still be Vidal in goal, Ailing. I'd go up until recently Janssen and Pennington, but actually at the minute I'd probably pick Janssen and Cooper. Oh. Uh, the left back's the tough one for me. That's the spot that I'm really not sure on because I don't think anyone's made that spot their own no. all season. Currently, I'd probably still pick Berardi, but. I'd be fine with Berardi or Anita or Balfour Jackson if he's fit. Any one of them has got the potential yeah. to come in there and make that run Left the backs the one Any slot, one of them has. The one place where I'm really not sure, and I would, but I would have uh, O'Kane and Vieira in the middle. I'd have Alioski, Size, Dallas, yeah. and Lasoga if it's 4 2 3 1. I'd be tempted to. I'd, I'd be tempted to play Dallas at left back. Have size on left and play roof off Lasaga. I'd be tempted to do that, but that'd more be a thing I'd do to change it up rather than start. Yeah, 
if we're if that'd more be like half if, time or sixty minutes in. If we're on top and it's nil nil and yeah. like say we're D- an hour in, D- we, D- Dallas has done a decent enough job when he's been there, but he's not the person I want to see at left back it's not against left back. Middlesbrough and Wolves. Oh no, yeah. it won't be for that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like that'd be my temptation to change it up a bit, but. It says a lot, though, that we're saying this. It's, it's, it shows how many players are out of form. But we're there thinking, well, you could change this and you could change that. It When a team's playing well, at the start of the season, you, you walked into ground and unless someone got injured, you knew exactly what team were going to be. Oh, yeah, that team pits itself at first yeah. month of the season. Yeah. Especially Every now and then you got itself. caught out like, well, Connor Shaughness is starting. But that's because someone was injured. It's not the... Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's another thing we haven't mentioned at all at centre-back. There's Connor Shaughnessy knocking about. Connor Shaughnessy, there is an argument. He's been probably the most consistent performer yeah. at centre-back. It's a smallest sample size, but hmm? there is an argument for playing Janssen and Shaughnessy. Absolutely. The only problem is that we've been saying that Janssen needs, needs an experienced else. head next to him and Shaughnessy's the opposite of that. The thing is with Shaughnessy is, you've, you know, whenever he's been called upon... He's done a solid job, and no one can, you know, you can't say that consistently about any others. You can't say it about Janssen, you can't say it about Cooper, and you can't say it about Pennington either. So, mm. out of the four recognised centre backs we've got, when he's your only one who you can say, yeah, when, whenever he's needed, he's, he's done a job. More than a job sometimes, mm. he's putting some good performances. Well,. We'll we'll find out on Sunday, I guess, but we best call it because this has gone long and we need to go to the pub. Yep. So it's been too long. Yeah. So this has been episode nine of the Mighty Whites podcast. Uh, we're on mightywhitespodcast.com. On Twitter, we're at Mighty Whites Pod. Uh, the stuff that we write goes up on through it all together, which is at T H I U It's All L U F C. Uh, the podcast is now up absolutely everywhere. So it's on iTunes, it's on our website, it's on Stitcher, it's back on SoundCloud, and it's on YouTube. Uh, just message us on Twitter if you have anything to discuss, because it'll either come up on the podcast, or we're quite we're relatively good at getting back to people. Because, you know, we're only at work, what else are we going to do? <laughs> I'm not even that now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thanks very much for listening, We'll prob- and we will be talking to you again just after the Barnsley game. I've been Jack, bye. I've been Chris, bye. And I've been Casey, see you later. Cheers.